recorded live. Hey everyone, Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, 2017, and this is episode number 132, Farewell to Wii U. So today, to, uh, to bid farewell to, uh, to this Nintendo system, uh, we have Steve here. Hey everybody. And uh, if I knew how to play uh, the trumpet or bugle, I would play some taps, but sorry. <laughs> and, you know, while Steve is uh, is very sad about the Wii U you know, leaving, it looks like Greg is already uh, celebrating the next system. How's it going, Greg? Good. How's it going, everybody? Got my uh, Nintendo Switch badge up. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And then we have Barry. Hey, guys. I don't have anything Switch related, so I'm still sad though. <laughs> so today uh, we have a couple things basically. So, uh, but before we get into that, I want to let you guys know about the podcast if you're not familiar with it. So the Nintendo Feast podcast is very interactive. We like to hear what you guys have to say. We do these live recordings so you can watch and listen to us live. So we, we stream the audio live through TalkShoe. Um, and do a live video stream on Google Hangouts on our YouTube page as well. You can actually call into the podcast or post in the chat rooms uh, and uh, and talk with us, or, or we'll read your comments online. So full details on how to participate are on NintendoFuse.com. Head over there and click on the podcast post, and you'll get the full details on how to join in. So we'd love to hear what you have to say. So shout out to uh, Trainer Silver in the chat room and Nintendo. So uh, shout out to them. Um, and again, you guys just push your comments as we go on and we'll, we'll read them throughout the show. So for today, our main topic is basically, you know, the Nintendo Switch is coming out very, very soon, next Friday, March 3rd, very soon. And so we want to talk about Wii U uh, since, you know, this is basically it for Wii U, you know, like all the attention is going to be switched over <laughs> um, to the Switch. So we're going to be talking about our favorite games or the, the stuff we hate about it, like the good, the bad, everything, Wii U, we're going to talk about it. And then if you stick around to the very end, we're going to briefly give little bits of some hands-on impressions um, on the Nintendo Switch from uh, myself and, uh, and Greg. Um, so stay tuned for that. So we'll kick things off with Wii U. And first, I just kind of want to get a general sense of everybody's thoughts on Wii U. Like, did you like the system? Did you not like it? Or just general thoughts on what you're going to look back on with the Wii U. So um, let's start with uh, Steve. So um, overall, I I like this little thing. Um, This is just a controller, but it's what everybody thought was the Wii U when it first came out. Um, They thought that this was the thing that was going to um, just, you know, add on to the Wii and give it a tablet touchscreen thing. Um, of course, I have my uh, decal girl um, uh, NES thing on there. Um, but it, it was kind of interesting, you know, while I think I and, and us, uh, you know, jumped in um, knowing what the Wii U was all about, um, so many people didn't. And I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that I guess... <laughs> on behalf of Nintendo, I, I regret for them, uh, that it's kind of unfortunate that more people didn't get to experience it. Um, I remember when I was in the E3 uh, announcement when they 
and they gave you know they said that the Wii U was going to be there and everything. It was like it was an awful name. We knew it from the very beginning, um, but um, you know they had some fantastic games for it, and overall I really enjoyed it. But uh, to tell you the truth, though, uh, when I picked this up to to bring it in uh, up here uh, to do the podcast. Uh, this is actually one of the first times I picked this up in a long time. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it was good, but I'm ready to move on um, to the next thing. But, um, yeah, and unfortunately, I think a lot of people didn't give it a chance. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of great games that people <laughs> have missed out on and then probably will continue to miss out on because they're just going to jump right past it. Right. What about you, Greg? What are your thoughts on uh, Wii U as a whole? As a whole, it was I think it's one of my favorite systems. Um, I really enjoyed the games this time around. I just think it's, as Steve was kind of saying, it was just kind of like underappreciated. It wasn't really, a lot of people kind of skipped it and stuff like that. And it'll just go down as kind of like a more like in the dark kind of console that had very terrific games on it. Um, I have lots of, <clears throat> have lots of good memories from this console it's it has a very set of solid games that i'm going to miss i hope they continue a lot of this stuff on switch and moving forward but overall i really loved it and we'll go into more details later cool what about you barry when i think about the wii u it's kind of like a private christmas and that's the term i started using to describe the wii u uh, when I got it, I was so excited on launch day, and unfortunately, I had to go away the next day to visit the in-laws, so I didn't really get to play with it at, uh, at the start, and life got so crazy shortly after the Wii U came out that I didn't get to play it as much as I would like, and Nintendo almost accommodated me for that, because the reason I call it Private Christmas is it was almost like a present every month or every other month by a really great game from Nintendo. That was just exciting and interesting, and it just made me feel like a kid again kind of deal, like Christmas morning, like opening up that present, and oh, my God, this is so great. Uh, and so that it was wonderful. As terms of the steady system, not so much. But for those moments when those key games came out, when it was around the holidays and everyone was discussing, oh, the next, next big Nintendo game coming out, like it was exciting. Every new little trailer was just exciting. Every Nintendo Direct had that that Christmas morning excitement. But then outside of those times, no one talked about it. Everything was PS4 this or, or, or uh, Xbox One that, or even prior to that, PS3 and, and Xbox 360, and no one talked about it. And it was just like, it almost felt like no one else knew about it, but it was my little secret. Uh, so that's why I say it's like private Christmas. It's like my own little Christmas every month that no one else is talking about. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, so in the chat room, we have a couple comments from some folks. So uh, Mike is in the chat. Uh, he said, I started the Wii U with a girlfriend, don't have one now. That's my basic thought. <laughs> so that, that sums it <laughs> up, Mike. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but no, he said the is console he, is great for me. very comfortable. the Wii U as his girlfriend? Oh, that, that puts a whole different twist on things there. <laughs> um the uh the Wii part uh you know and then uh it's, it's it went from Wii to you it's just Mike by himself you know so it's the, uh, it sums it all up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Um, 
and then uh, let's see, Nintendo said, so true, so many great games. Um, and then he asked he a question that we'll get to, but basically any Wii U games you guys would want to come to the Switch besides Mario Kart 8, of course. So we can kind of talk about that a little bit um, uh, later. But uh, uh, Mike just said, maybe I switched it up. Ah, nice. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of terrible puns, guys, so just be prepared for tonight. That's, that's just that's what's going to happen. Um, for, uh, for me with Wii U, I think... Um, it's kind of a mixed bag. I think overall, um, it was a good experience. There are a lot of great games. I think the software lineup um, is really what will stand out. And some of those games, uh, you know, people will get to continue to experience, like Mario Kart 8, um, you know, as they, they kind of release an enhanced version of it on, on, on Switch and, and so on. Um, but then there's some games that I feel like and I hope are not forgotten, but like the Wonderful 101 and some of those other ones that, you know, those, I feel like there were, there were some really fun, unique games that we, you had. Um, and those are the types of experiences that, that I will remember for it. Um, and I still remember getting Nintendo land at launch and, and the unique experiences you could do with the game pad and that sort of thing. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's one of those things that like, um, like I haven't touched the Wii U in a very long time. Um, mainly because there haven't been, you know, in, like any games releasing for it that that been interested in. And and, um, and this was kind of the time that I started to, because of that, sort of become more, like I played the PlayStation 4 a lot more. Um, so I feel like I'm almost like abandoning Nintendo in a way. It kind of at first it was like, how dare I? Like, oh my gosh, you know, but, but, uh, but no, you know, it's, it's a good system, but I think that like there's, there's so much more potential that it had. And unfortunately I think it's because of, of multiple things, which I'm sure we'll talk about that it just didn't sell well and it just never could reach some of that potential. Um, and so the, uh, you know, like I've, I was hoping we'd get a full Animal Crossing game and we never got one, you know, maybe if, if the Wii U had continued to do well, they would have released one eventually, but um, you know, I guess uh, we'll we'll never know at this point, but uh, but overall it was a good experience, I would say definitely. Um, so so that's kind of my my general thoughts on Wii U. Before we kind of get into some more specific questions, looks like uh, we got somebody on the line here. So <coughs> from New Jersey, Mahalo. How are we? <laughs> We're doing well. How are you, my friend? Good. Ah, how are you? It's Matt. You know, yeah, Bear, Steve, Greg. Great to see you guys. Great to see you too. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, I owe you guys, by the way. Thank you so much for not doing the podcast last week. It would have interfered with Valentine's Day, and I would have been in the doghouse with the wife. You know, <laughs> she would not have been happy with me. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, well, now that we're all married, it makes sense for us. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sorry I've been MIA lately, guys. Just a little health scare, a little stomach problems. Just turned out to be an ulcer. But let me tell you something. That's what planning a bat mitzvah, a sweet 16, that's what that will do to you, right? Oh, crap. <laughs> Hopefully you're okay. Yeah, oh, fine, fine. Just a little scare. My buddy Neil was making fun of me about it. <laughs> However, uh, a couple of things. One, Bear, I couldn't agree with you more with the Wii U. You did a great job describing that. I concur. Thank you. The, uh, 
Yep. The um, a couple things, and by the way, I was thinking about it. I want to get your guys' opinion? A little humor. Uh, speaking of, like, uh, especially with all these politics going on, who would be our Nintendo characters presidential cabinet? That's the question, right? <laughs> oh God. Uh, I know. I know who Barry <laughs> thinks would be the. I know who Barr thinks the first lady should be. Right? Oh, and Zelda fans? Yep. Oh, absolutely. You know, no, I don't think it I don't think it should be Zelda. I think first lady should be Samus. I mean we need a kick ass you know lady out there. And no offense I, to Zelda, but Samus is a little more kick ass. I hear you, I hear you. Hey, the in the Secretary <laughs> of Defense, obviously Donkey Kong, right? <laughs> true. The, true. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw. What do you guys I don't know if you guys talked about it. I missed the first seven, eight minutes, but uh Final Fantasy? Have you guys heard the rumors? The new one? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. 14 that might be on the on the Switch or whatever. Yoshida's oh, done make it happen. Make it happen. Oh, absolutely. Hey, guys, you know me. I'm just a straight shooter. Great job so far. i got to go before the wife yells at me. But great show. <laughs> and uh, keep up the great work, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. Time. Take care. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. It was great talking to him. Um, so, yeah, so any of your, your thoughts as well, guys, post it in the chat and uh, and let us know. Um, shout out to, to Steve Desmarais, uh, who's in the chat as well now. Um, we'll, we'll kind of be reading your comments throughout uh, as, we, as we continue. So let's talk games, Wii U games. Um, what were some of your favorite games? And some of your least favorites or at least like games that you would have, you know, hoped turned out a different way or, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, let's start with Steve. Oh man. Um, I'm mean, definitely, I, <laughs> I've stuffed the least favorite games down so deep that I can't remember them. Uh, but favorite games, man, I played Nintendo land a lot. Um, it was, it was a great party game and actually like, um, most of the time when people came over and they knew we were playing games or, you know, having a game night sort of thing um, at our place, people asked for Nintendo Land. They're like, we play that game where, where, you know, we were chasing around each other as ghosts and everything. And, and they're like, yeah, we can play Nintendo Land. I'm like, I have all these other cool brand new games, um, but you want to play Nintendo Land. Okay, cool. Um, and that's probably the one that I have had the most experience with in terms of uh, group group playing sessions um it's a lot of fun and i still i still i think probably the downside you know always is you know when you move onto another system that um that especially is not backwards compatible that you'll not really go around to those to those old games um very much and that's probably one that i'll miss the most um is the nintendo land because right now there's nothing that that I think is is compatible um, or, or a good replacement for that sort of thing that's been announced for the Switch. Uh, maybe down the line they will, um, but right now I think it's it's one of those uh, unique situations um, that that really captured what the the Wii U gamepad and the asynchronous play and everything could really do. Um, unfortunately, there weren't you know a ton of the, those type of games, uh, but I really love Nintendo Land. Um, other ones like Splatoon and, you know, Xenoblade and um, 
Mario Kart, of course, and all the different Mario. Um, I especially like 3D 3D World. Um, all those games are are fantastic, of course. But but really, the the big standout for me um, is Nintendo Land. Uh, that's that's the one that I kept going back to, um, especially for for group play stuff. Cool. What about you, Greg? I actually have one that Steve did not say. I think it was included in his asterisk of all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> sold that main title for me, Super Mario Maker. Holy heck. I still play that like weekly, if not daily, sometimes. Um, that is just so good to play. I am involved in the community. I build levels and people play my levels and I play theirs. It's just like an ongoing thing that's very great to be a part of. And that's why I really wanted to host our stuff on our site. There's like a small segmented spot in the corner of our site for this Mario Maker Challenge. You can check out dozens and hundreds of levels to play. There's never a shortage of content. So I absolutely loved Mario Maker. And to answer chat question, that is one I definitely hope to see come to Switch. That would be fantastic um obviously Zelda was <clears throat> probably going to be a good one to keep but that's also on switch i didn't actually play nintendo land a whole lot to me it felt more i don't know like a not as good wii sports type of game and i think the one you are looking forward to see would be one to switch because that one seems to be a lot like uh nintendo land and wii sports i'm sure you'll probably love that one I, yeah, I think the big thing for me for for one two switch is that it's only two players, and I and I like that the Nintendo Land you could get up to five players playing at the same time. It was it was some really good fun with with a full group setting. Um, I think one two switch is gonna be good, but you know from what we know, it's just it's just two players. I think, and so it, it'd be fun, but it won't be the same. It might be more. I don't know. Um... They only were demoing off to having two-player games, so I don't know for sure. I mean, I guess it makes sense because otherwise you have to buy a whole other controller, and those are very expensive. So, yeah, they are they are short, so I guess you could like switch off really easily. Can't switch, um, uh, but um, but um, take yeah, a drink every time you hear the word switch. Just kidding, don't do that. <laughs> oh man, I'm already empty. <laughs> It was just iced coffee, not anything. <laughs> that was basically my main highlight for Wii U. That has been my favorite game. I obviously did like Cairo Warriors, um, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, Splatoon, Mario Kart 8. Did love all those games. Super Smash Brothers, 3D World. Lots of great gems out there. Yeah, totally. What about you, Barry? The Switch, oh, Switch, wasn't I? The Wii U had <laughs> a bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking no, about I, being in the future but, before we started. And yeah, you are in the future. Chat. I was in the chat, that's, that's why. Um, and, and I saw Mike say, give me Switch Sports, and that was the last thing I read beforehand. So, you know. But no, no, the <laughs> Wii U had a lot of great titles. Um, I would say, for me, there was two big standouts that were different and unexpected uh, that turned out really well. One was Hyrule Warriors. Uh, huge Zelda fan. Totally wasn't expecting Hyrule Warriors going into it. 
Uh, absolutely fell in love with the game. Played the hell out of it. Uh, played a lot of the DLC. Just got to the point that there was so much DLC I couldn't keep up. But every time, you know, when there was a new pack, it was like, again, another little private Christmas. It was like, all right, you know, new DLC pack. And it's so much content. Um, the other one was uh, Captain Toad, which is, you know, something I didn't actually do a lot of Captain Toad levels uh, in Mario 3D World. I did them, but I did them at the end because I played with the Pro Controller, and then those needed the game pads. So I played the whole game through the Pro Controller, and then afterwards I went back and did the Captain Toad level. I'm like, these are pretty neat. But once that game came out, it was, it was quick, but it was just so much fun and so thought-provoking, and a lot of people don't even talk about it. They don't even remember it. Uh, to me, it was a big surprise. So just, just a small little game, but it was just a lot of entertainment. Um, I it's a, it is a, one. I was going to say, it is a great game. I, I need to go back and actually finish it because I remember I, I fired it up when I first got it and I liked it, but then life happened and I keep forgetting all about it. Um, but it is a great game. So I, I need to make sure that I keep my Wii U set up and, and still able to play because there's a lot of games that I need to go back and still finish on it, including Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is a huge game. I'm not going to finish that for like another 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say that if there was a third game, uh, would be Bayonetta two, only because I totally didn't expect that game going in, uh, and it was it was a complete surprise, and it was it's just a truly phenomenal game. Um, other great games, obviously Xenoblade Chronicles X is amazing, uh, not as good as the first. Uh, looking forward to the second, uh, the the actual Xenoblade two. Um, but it's still phenomenal. And the, the Zelda ports are great. Mario, both Mario 3D World and, and you know, New Super Mario and New Super Luigi are great games. Um, I'd say probably the most disappointing games, the ones that I had higher hopes for, but just, just terribly disappointed me, uh, was Mario Party 10. Uh, oh. So much wrong with that game. <laughs> so much wrong with that game. And, and unfortunately, Star Fox Zero which I wanted to love so badly, but those controls gave me vertigo and literally made me sick. And it was, it was probably the first game out of all of Nintendo's gimmicks that, that actually got me where I can't play. I struggled through other gimmicks that Nintendo forced me through, uh, and I was okay. But that was the one that I said, nope, four levels in, I can't physically do anymore. I am sick to my stomach. I just, and I wanted to, and I... And I pray, I pray that they will decide to do a, a Star Fox Zero Switch with normal controls and, and give us freedom and not force this. And, oh, just, yeah, so much wrong with that. And, and that, that game may just kill the Star Fox franchise, which is another episodic disappointment. It's like, it's not only the game is bad enough, but then you're going to kill the whole franchise, the one that I love. Twist, a little more twist. Yeah, that makes me sad. That it, honestly, if there's any like one game that I really want to be ported over to Switch, is that. But they're gonna have to rework some of how the gameplay goes um, yeah. because it was kind of made for those controls. But I really wish they could because I I think obviously it's it's like a remake of 64, so it's gonna be fantastic. But, but yeah, I agree with you. It all depends on if Nintendo thinks they can make money off of it or they can do justice off of it probably. Uh, and they seem so adamant about that control speed. And I know people, one of my best friends 
has completed that game, got every medal, did the whole thing, loved it. Some people, it just works. For me, no, it doesn't. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a yeah, huge Star Fox I, fan. Yeah, I'd rather I, go back and play 64 or uh, or 64 3D. Yeah, 64 3D. Right. Yeah. No, lots of uh, lots of uh, good games overall. And Bayonetta 2 is the one that, you know, you mentioned that, like, was a big – that was, just, like, that was one of those moments in the Wii U thing that was, like, a big thing where nobody expected it and, like, people flipped out because it was the sequel to a game that wasn't previously on, you know, Nintendo platform. So that was, that was kind you of know, a big deal. The reason we have Bayonetta 2, such a great game, um, is actually because the Wii U started failing. Because Nintendo had to go out and they had to pursue games they normally wouldn't have pursued. If it was the Wii's success, they would have never even touched Bayonetta 2. But because the Wii U was failing, they actively went out and tried to literally resurrect, in this case, a game that they felt would help their system. And that's the only reason we have Bayonetta 2, is because the Wii was a failure. Wii U was a failure. Um, so they should have kept doing it. Out of it. <laughs> yeah, that is. True. I think it's, it's like it's, it's like they had a a budget for big third parties, and they just blew it all on Bayonetta two. Could have uh, gave us Mother what? three. Come <laughs> on, Nintendo, why don't you bring us Mother three? <laughs> right. Yeah, that game. Oh, yeah. That's just forever rumored. There's another game no none of us have mentioned, and I, I I feel inclined to mention it just because I feel it often gets overlooked, and that's Pikmin 3. That yeah, is, oh, yeah. man, that's another one. i got to go back and finish that. I got, like, halfway yeah. through, and then, it yeah. I was so looking forward <laughs> to that game, too, that. and I played it quite a bit, and then then forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was, the uh, Pikmin 3 was, was one of the ones I was going to mentioned that the uh I, I loved the just just everything about I mean the game was, was great. I wish I would have played it more, you know, like like Steve said as well. But but uh that series is, is so much fun um and, and it was great to get another installment in that series, definitely. That was that was a lot of fun. Um the uh I mean I've talked previously on the podcast for me like Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, those are like some of my favorite series. So to get like what I think personally is like the best versions, the best games in those series with the most content, um, like has been, has been awesome. Um, now of course Mario Kart 8 will get to play on switch and rumors are, you know, about smash brothers, maybe eventually going to switch and all that stuff too. Um, but those are certainly some, some, some big titles there. Um, the, some of the other games I'm just kind of scrolling through, I'm trying to re- refresh my memory to be honest, because some of these games, like I, I, can't even like I didn't even remember the wonderful 101 I, I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier but that game was also a lot of fun and and I love I love the whole like you know superhero thing and just how like uh just kind of like crazy they went with it and and all the 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 cool little stuff you could do the combos and all that stuff like it was it was a very interesting game um and uh so that that was a great um great Wii U exclusive um, and then also, uh, I think somebody mentioned earlier, but Splatoon, of course, um, kind of really blew up and, and, and was big. Um, and, uh, that at least we know is a franchise that is going to continue on with Nintendo, thankfully. Um, but it certainly made an impact, 
um, on, on Wii U initially. And, and I think, um, those are the types of games that really Wii U will, will sort of be remembered for, you know. Yeah. You also missed some um, Yoshi Woolly World, Lego City Undercover, even Paper Mario Color Splash were all very good games. Well, Lego I've City Undercover coming to all platforms now, including Switch. So that, yeah, that, but it was but at the time it was exclusive to Wii U. Yeah. I know it's I know it's yeah. coming being ported to like all systems now, just like Rayman Legends <laughs> that used to yeah, be. Yeah, Dogs. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like silence for a second. Uh. <laughs> Moment of silence for Ubisoft <laughs> stupidity. Um, so, sorry, all of you Ubisoft um, fans um, and PR people that are probably not going to send us games anymore. The one person. Um, <laughs> uh, I get just dance. Oh, they just drop regularly. <laughs> all the time. They just drop. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think to kind of go back to it now that we, you know, we talk, start talking about these games. I guess the the biggest thing, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, that a lot of people have just missed out on the Wii U because there were some fantastic games, and I I know myself like I am I am glad that I own one because I was able to play all these these great games, and I think it was definitely well worth the purchase to to get access to these great games. Um, so even though you know, they could have done a better job marketing it and they could have done a better job getting third parties and all these things that we've complained about before with Nintendo this last generation. But but what they put out, especially their first party, were some of the best games they've ever made. Another great game no one mentioned, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yep. I, I briefly that mentioned that one. I name-dropped that one. I didn't really go into depth about it. Yeah. Still, like that's a great game, and that's the last we've heard of Retro. What are they doing? Metroid Prime Four, <laughs> maybe. And there's also Metroid Other M too. I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, I like that game. Um, anyhow, I, I think <laughs> one of the things that that Nintendo did really well with the with the Wii U too is they got some really good independent uh, developers on board. Um, like I, there's. I can't remember them, and unfortunately, my gamepad won't power up because it has no power. Um, but <laughs> I can't look at my uh, menu right now. But there's a ton of of uh, you know indie games that that Nintendo is really good about going after them and be able to bring it over. I know like Runbo was one of my favorite um, indie games that they were able to bring over. It's it's fantastic. It's really fun and chaotic and crazy. Um, you know, I. I just haven't played it so long that I can't remember any of the other ones, but I know that, like, I have it in a huge folder of just a bunch of independent games that they did. And then they had, like, the, the different trials that they did with indie games as well that they were able to, you know, get a bunch of support that way. And I think that's one of the things, like, even though they didn't do, you know, big third parties very well, they did indies pretty good. Um, I, was, I was fairly pleased with how they treated those on a Wii U. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to hop into the uh, the chat and see. Uh, so Nintendo said, I enjoyed Yoshi's Holy World and Lego City Undercover also. Uh, Mike said Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, Sharp FE, right? That's how you say it? Yeah. Um, so. The uh, is also really good. Um, da, 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 da. Any then Nintendo, 
was asking about Paper Mario Color Splash, if it's any good. Mike said, I'm told it's good. People made us think about it because it's not Paper Mario's A Thousand Year Door. Um, NES Remix was another one that was brought up as well. Oh, yeah, um, those were great games, the digital games. They had, like, Push Mo, uh World 2 and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then also uh, Zombie U was name-dropped by, by Mike as well. And I know it was uh, ported to, to other consoles as well as just Zombie. Um, but I briefly um, played uh, Zombie U as well. And uh, while I can't compare it to the other systems, I, I do know that, like, using the gamepad that's that's one of the few games where i feel like the the, the two screen setup really worked because when you're on the gamepad trying to do stuff like horror games already like make me like anxious and stuff you know uh and so like that really added to the tension sometimes and, and having to kind of look up at the tv and do that so we really didn't get to see too many unique uses of the gamepad in that way uh in many games a lot of games were just let's just throw the map or the inventory or whatever on your you know, gamepad screen or something. Um, so it would have been cool to see more of, of that type of gameplay in games. Definitely. I think one of the, the cool things with that that I think I am going to miss are the games that they did throw a lot of the HUD on the the second screen because it did kind of clear off the TV view, which is, which is really cool when you can play a game like Hyrule Warriors, for instance, that has very little on the screen that's not you know, actual gameplay. Um, it's just a, it's just a, it makes for a very pretty, you know, um, experience on the, on the TV. Um, obviously not a make or break thing because Xbox and PlayStation and everybody else is still going on with a single screen and Nintendo is going back to the single screen. Um, but it was nice to have that sometimes. It yeah. was nice to have it with certain games, but it ultimately was one of the downfalls of the Wii U because if you're talking exclusives, you're absolutely right. But Nintendo is famous for just making something unique about their system, and it forces third parties to try to figure out how to make it work. And that either leads them to shoehorned in uh, elements like motion controls, uh, Wii ports, or gamepad stuff at the Wii U ports. Um, but that also adds development time and resources, and that leads to third-party games, which is one of Wii U's biggest problems, third-party games coming out months, months after all the other systems. Watch Dogs, you mentioned, was one, Need for Speed. You know, Mass Effect 3 came out at launch at the same time that Mass Effect Trilogy came out on the 360 and the PS3. Uh, You know, it's all these things, and that's Nintendo's biggest problem. It worked for the DS somehow, even though a lot of early DS games have really shoehorned in second screen experiences or touch applications that are just garbage. Um, but that I think that's the one thing I'm going to miss the least, just because from a business standpoint, I know it's going to make Nintendo stronger and hopefully give us third-party games at the same time, because Nintendo needs that. Yeah. Totally. And I think, I mean, with the Switch, it seems like, seems like, obviously, it hasn't launched yet, so we really can't know, because it always seems like, you know, Nintendo's always promises and things will change, you know, so who knows, but, you know, it seems like they're trying to at least do that. Um, but on the flip side of it, too, I want to pose a question to everybody, is what do you hope that they 
bring like from the Wii U to the Switch. Like, you know, for example, for me, well, one thing that I loved about Wii U, I probably played the Wii U more on the gamepad itself with off TV play. And we know that the Switch is like that to the extreme, which is amazing. Um, and then I also hope they bring a lot of the software over to Switch because not everybody got the chance to, to play it. Mario Kart 8 is a perfect example of them bringing it over. Splatoon 2 being a sequel, but at least that, that series kind of comes over and I hope they continue that. Um, what other elements of the Wii U, whether it's software or features, what, what do you hope they bring over to Switch? Super Mario Maker. <laughs> I, I was going to say the same thing. I think that um, there's not, I mean, I liked a lot of games that were on Wii U. Um, however, the ones that I really would like to continue playing, I should be able to continue playing. Um, but the games like Mario Maker, it would be really cool if they bring them over because it, because of the online support with creating levels and all that sort of thing. Um, that if you you know, I can go, I can always go back and, and complete you know, Captain Toad or Xenoblade Chronicles X or all these other games because they're like sing- good single-player experiences and stuff. But these these games that they did create, even though Nintendo's not the greatest at having online experiences, games like Mario Maker had a really cool interactive um, online feature where you create the levels and share them with other people. And that, I would love for them to bring that over in, in some way. I hope they're working on that because it was a big success for them on Wii U. Um, and I think that it will continue to be a, a big success on Switch as well. Um, honestly, I, I can't think of too many things that that really that that they haven't announced already that that I'm looking forward to. Um, I think you know I, I love what you said about the offline off TV play. Like that's probably how I'm going to be playing a lot of the time because. It's going to be it's going to be great. I was telling my wife the other night because you know she doesn't play games too often, but a lot of times we are, we're sitting in the living room and and she wants to watch TV, but I'm wanting to play a game and like now I can play the full game on on the the Switch screen um, at the same time instead of you know us having to be in different rooms before and doing you know experiencing different types of entertainment at the same time. So that's that's really one of the things that I'm most excited about is having the full game. Um, experience always on on the handheld right any other things yep. that you guys wanted to take away from Wii U I want to I did want to ask did anyone really use that um, TV thing or whatever that they did that was shut down <laughs> one really used that one <laughs> I when it first launched yeah yeah when it because because it, it was never good, like I <laughs> right. liked the idea. I liked the idea of it, the concept of it, because especially like I don't know. I if you're if, if you're watching certain events on TV, like let's say award shows or like big sports games, you know, like the the Super Bowl or you know you know something that's going to be a lot of people there and the interaction that you can get with with other people, um, that was cool. I liked being able to watch some shows and, and see the, the screenshots and interact with other people that are watching at the same time. Um, Cause you try to do that on like Twitter, but then like everybody's on there and it's just this flood of the, um, so I liked the concepts behind it, but 
but really it only worked well for a very short amount of time. And then they started cutting features and, and never fully fleshed it out like they, like they said they were planning on. So I, I don't think it ever really got to the – it never really peaked, I guess, which is – I don't know. I like the concept. Kind of like the system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think for the Wii U, the best thing about it was the portability. You guys said it. I mean, and, and it's clear Nintendo is taking that in spades. As for everything else, I think Nintendo, what they should have done, and and if someone out there from Nintendo is listening and this is exactly what you did and you just haven't said anything yet, um, Mazel Tov, please. Um, but what, what if I was Nintendo, one thing I would have done is I would have hired multiple teams. Like, you have money. Spend the money. Uh, kind of like what they did with the 3DS where they got Greco to do Ocarina of Time 3D and have that come out relatively close to the launch of the 3DS. I would have hired a bunch of teams and said, here are the Wii U games. Port these to the Switch so we could release this $20 budget title, even if you don't do compilations. And use that to pad your first two years. Because people are talking about, like, oh, what does the Switch have? Here's the launch lineup. And then the next big game some people are saying is Mario Kart. But it's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. You know, like, that's not a big game. But if there was a couple of those games, that would be more padding. But it would be padding that everybody but 13 million people had access to. Uh, you know, so they could have just done that and flooded Xenoblade Chronicles, Mario Maker, Yoshi. You know, and some of these games are getting 3DS ports. Why not go the full full route, you know? Uh, you got you got uh, Kirby would have been cool. And, and Star, Star Fox Zero and, you know, both Mario 3D World, you know, in, in anticipation of Mario Odyssey. And I wish they had done that. I hope someone out there is doing it. Uh, another thing that I think would be awesome if they did, because Nintendo has a unique community. may not be the hugest community, but they've got a loyal community. And Miiverse showed that. If there's one thing Miiverse showed is that there is a loyal community of Nintendo fans and that it seems everybody there knows how to draw really well. But <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember this, if you had the system back then. But back in, back in 2009, Xbox 360, uh, Microsoft ran a thing for 1 versus 100 on Xbox 360, uh, which was a live event. You actually had to sign into the app at a live event. Uh, and then you were there with your avatar and all these other people, and they picked one person, and that one person went against all the other people. And you were, like, in a little group, and you were voting against your own group, and, and, and you won actual gamer points. You literally won money with it. It was a really unique idea, and they had the host was the real host from the show. And they did this for, I think, a summer. They did this, like, every week, every Friday night. It was a really cool social interactive event. A lot of people liked it, and then unfortunately it got canceled. Nintendo could totally do something like this. Their own game show. Make it Nintendo-themed. Make it get prizes of themes and avatars, you know, and whatever else you want to throw out there, you know, eShop points if you want. You know, just bring people in because right now that's the whole point. And could you imagine having this on the go? Like, oh, let's sign in and let's win some stuff playing a global game. That's, you know, like a game oh, show type game with friends. Camp Hyrule. Yeah, Camp Hyrule. There you go. Caught Camp Hyrule. I, and you know what? They could even do, like, in between rounds, do, like, little mini games, like Nintendo Land-style mini games. 
because everyone would have their own screen and, and, and turn it into like, or a Mario Party kind of deal. You know, the, the options are endless. And Nintendo. As long as we're all in the same car. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. No, get out of there. Right. You don't want to go back. No, I, I like that idea. I like that's probably actually, I forgot about Miiverse, but I, that's one of the things that, that I think I don't, maybe you guys have heard more. I, I've tried to, to find stuff on it. I know that they, they're not putting it on Switch, and it seems like they're kind of letting it die out, which is which I, I think is a is an unfortunate thing, um, unless they're going to replace it with something better, better, because I think they do need to create some sort of community there, and that was it was a good thing to have. Um, if nothing else, for the amazing artistry that we were able to see on there, but but it was really cool to interact with other people about certain games and to post your high scores and to to um, you know uh, to go somewhere that you know you have a question about a game and you're like how do I do this and you can get feedback and everything um, and they did contests on there as well so they didn't have necessarily a game show thing but they did you know had the contest every once in a while. Um, which is really cool too. So I think they, I hope they bring over or create some sort of new community thing on there um, that that will replace Miiverse because I think that will be unfortunate if if they don't have anything at all. And it's not out of Nintendo's realm. Does everybody remember the Everybody Votes channel on the Wii? I mean, that was kind of interactive and, and neat, but then that died off too. I think they're kind of sick of moderating the <laughs> Miiverse, and that's why they want to dump it, because they're so uh, specific about what you can and can't post, and there's people that don't like spoilers, and it was, I don't know, I kind of stopped using it for the longest time, because it was just so annoying. <laughs> but, oh, you're posting yeah, Nintendo... by an illustrator. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo, um, it seems like with the Switch, at least so far, they've said that they want people to use existing social media and that they, they're not going to be, like, doing Miiverse for that reason and stuff. So I don't know if down the road they'll do something different or not. But it seems like with the Switch, their whole social thing, like with the Wii U, I guess you have your gamepad. And, yeah, you have other people that can hop on and use other controllers and do multiplayer. But the Wii U kind of almost seem more skewed towards a single-player experience in a way because of the one gamepad. Whereas with the Switch, their whole social aspect is, pick up the Switch and go take it somewhere else because the console is now on the go, just like a handheld in a way. Um, but then again, it also doesn't have like Street Pass type functionality. So it's like kind of in between and they haven't fully committed to either one yet. So maybe they're sort of waiting to see how it kind of works and then they'll do that. So it's kind of interesting. Honestly, that's where I think the biggest thing that I that I feel like from from Wii U launch to Switch launch even though I feel like the marketing so far has been better with Switch than with Wii U, I knew what I was getting when I got a Wii U. I, even though I, I wasn't always fond of everything that there was there, they were, I felt very, I and mean, maybe I'm just looking at it with, with different eyes because I'm so far after it now, but from what I remember, I knew exactly what I was getting. And some of the things they promised never came to fruition, like the whole TV thing and, and other stuff too. But but they had this list of features, like a ton of features that they were going to offer on the Wii U, and it was much more than the, than the Wii offered, and it was all these different things. And Switch, it's like, here's our our 
very small little plates. Basically, you can play games and take them on the go and play them in several different ways with several different you know, uh, controller configurations, and that's it. We might do this. We may do that. We're kind of talking about this other thing. Um, we're not really sure about this over here yet. We're still trying to work out our online thing. Um, we're eventually going to roll out the, you know, chatting and everything, and we'll, you know, eventually roll around to getting the video sharing thing. You'll kind of be able to share uh, photos in the beginning, but it's like very half-baked in terms of what they're rolling out and, and how clear they are about it. See, that's funny you say that because I think the majority of the population finds the exact opposite with the Wii U. There's still people out there that don't know what the Wii U is, have never heard of it, or think it's an add-on to the Wii. Uh, so the marketing is terrible. But as for you saying, you know, here's this small little thing to switch, it, that's what Nintendo wants, and I think the Wii U is the reason. If you think about it, the NES, the SNES, and the N64 were all one thing. They were a game console, period. The PlayStation, which competed with the N64 and the Saturn, were the first two that actually were something else. They were a CD player. And an early, you know, Sega CD and stuff like that were also like that. But they were, hey, look, dual functionality. Then the PlayStation 2 came out and sold out because it was a DVD player. Like, that was its functionality, an extra. And the GameCube was nothing but a game player. And it lost. It did poorly. It was the worst-selling Nintendo home console. With the Wii, they switched it up. They never added DVD functionality, but they added other things. They added Internet. They added web browsing. They added the everybody votes. They got people involved. They, they started to expand upon the console, and, and not as ambitious as, like, the PlayStation 3 with the Blu-ray player and the $600 price tag, uh, which failed miserably at the beginning. But they tried to carry that over to Wii U. That TV app cost money. And it was very ambitious. I remember there was a big presentation with Reggie on a stage talking about it. You know, they put money and time into it. Uh, we Street You with Google, they put time and money into it. You know, all these things, they're like, hey, look, you could do all these other things with the Wii U, which is expanded upon the Wii. And the Wii U failed. So Nintendo said, let's go back to the drawing board. We're just a game system. You can't even get a web browser because people really didn't use the web browser. Why should we take the time to do it? So it's yeah. very Nintendo to go back. I, I get it, but but at the same time, like I understand if if they take out things like you know TV and and all these other things that are like experimental, but but things that are standard that are now considered standard are weird that they would not they would leave them out in the beginning or ha kind of have them halfway worked out in the beginning is is kind of odd. Like, the fact that it doesn't have Netflix on it, for instance. Like, I understand if they don't want to do some experimental thing with TV or whatever, but Netflix is on everything. Um, and, exactly. you know, and having the – and not having I, – I still I still don't understand why they don't have the, the full online service fleshed out. Like, that it, – it bugs me because it seems – it just seems halfway done, and it's almost like, you know, hold on to I said this in this last podcast, too. Hold on to it for a little longer and roll it out when it's fully done and get people excited about it. Because now it's like it's like an early access, essentially, is what we're getting right now to something that's not fully done yet. 
Well, I agree with you on the internet. I mean, and that that's uh, DNA uh, that partnered with them. So who knows? Maybe DNA DNA hasn't told them everything, or they're not at liberty to say just yet. Uh, I don't know. Um, but I do agree with you about that. As for Netflix, as for other things, everybody's got smartphones or or other devices at this point that do those things. So why why add that cost unless somebody is sitting there and they only but isn't that much cost? I'm sure it's gonna come. Like I'm sure Netflix is gonna come to Switch. I'd I'd be very surprised if it doesn't come. I just think it's not there now. You know, I I think. For whatever reason, you know, I think this kind of is in a way like a soft launch. Um, and and it's, it's really Nintendo knows that it's going to sell out at launch because all their systems sell out at launch. Um, and so they're trying to, for better or for worse, I guess, spread out all their games, kind of slowly build that up with, you know, you got Mario Kart, you got ARMS, all this stuff coming up through the summer. Then Splatoon comes in. So in the summertime, you know, I don't know kids maybe home from school that sort of thing now you got this big game you can be playing online that sort of thing oh maybe some people buy some switches kind of continues the momentum holidays brand new mario boom you know so it kind of like this is sort of their soft launch in a way um leading leading into all that and i think with wii u i think they, they've kind of almost taken the opposite approach um kind of as, as you guys have said where you know like wii u has all these different features all these different things but that really, really muddled the message of the system sometimes with, with their marketing and that sort of thing. Cause it's like, even the name itself, it's like, we, you like, like, is it for, for like, we like multiple people or just you, or like even the name itself didn't even know it is through everything at it. Uh, so with the switch, they, they've been very careful to be very specific about their, their message to the point that in some cases I feel like it's almost hurting them because like they took forever to even say anything about it. And then they said, Oh, we'll give you more details before launch. Um, March 3rd is next Friday and we're all kind of waiting around and we've right. got the first <laughs> bit of the UI from somebody that got a stolen switch. Like, come on, Nintendo, yeah. you know, but yeah. anyways. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing that like, I, I understand like we, we did know maybe too much information and, and they kind of shot for the stars with with the Wii U um, information, and it did muddy the waters, and, and they weren't clear on it and everything. And but like, and it did. It seems like they swung the complete opposite direction with this. And like, maybe they didn't have to swing all the way, just like closer there. Like, I appreciate the fact that it's more of a gaming console, and and, and that is the the main point of it. I do appreciate that. But it seems like, yeah, they've held back on some information, and that they still kind of. It, it almost gives me the impression. I don't know about. Like, people that aren't in our role, I don't know what they think about this, but what I think is that Nintendo still doesn't know what they're doing with the Switch. That's the impression I get. And I don't know if it's, if it's accurate or not, but that's the impression that I get. And that's not good for them if, if a lot of people think Nintendo doesn't really know what they're doing. See, I think Hassan hit the nail on the head. This is a soft launch, period. Mm-hmm. And and I do think Nintendo knows what they're doing most of the time. Like I said, <laughs> I do I do have high hopes for E3. I do have high hopes that they'll be like, hey, look, all these things are ported to Switch. Like I said earlier, I hope that oh, this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. Um, because remember, we still have E3, but it's very much a soft launch. They know because historically their systems sell out at launch. Even the Wii U sold out at launch. So there's no reason to 
throw all this stuff at launch because they know the Nintendo faithful are going to buy it, period. They have Zelda. They've got a few launch titles. They know the, the hype is real. They know that we're going to buy it. It's going to sell out. Boom. Now, slowly during the year, they're building stuff for us. All the releases between now and holiday are for us, for the early adopters. That's it. None of them are truly system sellers in the grand scheme. Yes, Mario Kart is a system seller, but it's only Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's not a brand new Mario Kart. Yes, Splatoon could be a system seller, but it's still a new IP, still unsure. Once we get to Holiday and we get Mario Odyssey, that is the big exclusive system seller. That's the holiday season. Nintendo will make sure there's plenty of stock because I've got a whole year to do so, uh, at least more stock than before. And those people that are getting it for Christmas will have a whole year's worth of great games to go along with that Mario. And then from there, it's just rolling on. They did the same thing with the 3DS. Who knows? Maybe the Switch will even get a price drop like the 3DS. I doubt it. But they did the same thing with the 3DS. The launch was a soft launch. There was nothing really compelling from Nintendo. And then you had Zelda and Star Fox and Pokemon Rumble during the middle period which all of them were either 64 ports or Pokemon Rumble. So none of them were really huge, huge system sellers. And then you have the holiday with Mario Kart 7 and Mario 3D Land, and the rest is history. The 3DS just flew off shelves. So they're doing the same thing. It's a soft launch. They, they probably know what they're doing. They just don't know how to convey it, and that's their yeah. problem. They don't know how to convey it. I, I'd agree with that because it definitely, I mean, when you really start fleshing it out, it does seem like there is a strategy behind this for sure. Um, but, yeah, they're they're struggling with how to convey that strategy um, to us. For, yeah, I definitely agree on that. Right. Yeah, there's a, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see where where things kind of go from here. And, and it seems like they've learned a lot from – Wii U and, and let's see how it, uh, how it continues going forward. But, uh, um, but I want to kind of switch gears a little bit, uh, and, and give our, our final, uh, you know, thoughts on, on, on Wii U, any, any like last words on, on Wii U. Cause after this, like the word Wii U is just banned from this podcast. We cannot discuss it anymore. It's over. I'm done with it. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, well, was there any games released this year for Wii U that even Breath of the yeah. Wild? <laughs> and and supposedly Darksiders One, the War Master Edition, is still coming to Wii U, and it's been pre-ordered <laughs> on Amazon for me for a long time. It's still available for pre-order. <laughs> it came out for others. Game of the year, year 2017 confirmed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Wii U uh, version I... of Breath of the Wild will be game of the year, not Switch. Forget Switch. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel bad for honestly the 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 independent developers and, and stuff that are still putting stuff on the eShop for Wii U. Um I've got a couple review copies that like you know that like sometimes you know um we all get them sometimes that we're we don't go after the review, they just like send you a code and you're like, Hey, please review my game. And um I've gotten a couple of those recently and I've honestly I've not fired up the Wii U even enough time to to like uh, cash in the review code to download the game um, because I'm just like eh I'm ready to move on you know I'm hey, sorry that it. your game took this long to 
to uh, you know, like the beginning, you know, on the on the eShop and everything like that. And, and I think that's probably one of the things that I I hope that they do uh, do faster um, on the on the Switch eShop and everything going forward. Is I hope they get those games on on faster because I know some uh, developers have just waited and waited and waited and it's like months and months and months, and sometimes they don't even know when the games that come out. So some of these games have probably were ready to you know be on the eShop late last year, and then all of a sudden they're like, and you're you're releasing the same month as the Switch, so good luck. You might sell 10 copies. <laughs> I'm being over generous. They'll only sell eight. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I guess, uh, so so final Wii U thoughts. Um, I'll kind of uh, take things off here, and, and you know, again, there, there's a bunch of games that we that we discussed. I think overall, whether you the the design of the system, whether you liked it or not, or anything like that, I think overall, for for me, the biggest takeaway is there's some great software that that came out of it, especially from you know first party Nintendo, um, some some great content and and um, some of it, you know, I'm sure will get ported over to Nintendo Switch, and some probably won't. So, you know, I, I hope that people, if if you don't have a Wii U and you know the price uh, goes down or something, you can get one at a, at a decent price later than. I still think it's worth picking up and, and trying out some of those games because there's some some great experiences. Um, some that really tried to take advantage of the uniqueness uniqueness of the Wii U, and some that's just some you know fun gameplay. You know, so um, definitely worth uh, worth looking into. And and it looks like you know the things that I that I wanted more of with Wii U, we're gonna get with Switch. So I'm excited about uh, about that. What about you, Steve? Your final Wii U thoughts. Um, yeah, um, you pretty much said it, um, great games, really good games, like, I think Mario Kart 8, as of yet, it's, it's the best Mario Kart they've made, um, Smash Brothers, it's the best Smash Brothers they've made, um, Mario Maker, uh, Splatoon, um, Mario 3D World, you know, I, I enjoyed um, the Galaxy games more, but the, it's Mario 3D World still fantastic. Um, Xenoblade and, like, we could go on and on just about, like, one, and we have already. You know, they're, they're fantastic games. Um, I'm going to miss the Pro Controller. I think the Wii U Pro Controller was incredibly comfortable controller. It wasn't perfect. But it was re- a really good controller, and I, I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys think about the the Switch Pro controller, because um, I've not held it in my hands. But I really liked the Wii U Pro controller. Um, I didn't like the Wii con- Wii Pro controller that much, um, the the classic controller Pro or whatever. But the Wii U Pro one was was a it was a good good controller. So I will miss that especially. The get the 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 gamepad, yeah, whatever. Um, but that, I will miss. <laughs> gotcha. What about you, Greg? Final Wii U thoughts? Kind of echoing, obviously, the games will certainly be missed. Hopefully not for terribly long before new entries or ports are added through. Um, I guess the one thing that could be missing, I guess, is even like the five-hour battery life if which is only about three. So 
Oh, I got good. nine hours on mine because I have the other one. <laughs> that's that's another wow. thing. Yes, they need to bring over the extra battery. Stupid thing, <laughs> only Nintendo serviceable. I want to replace my own battery like I did on the Wii U gamepad. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. Carry on. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I guess that's. Yeah, this, I didn't really have a whole lot more to add. I mean, I'll just really I'll price the play a number of games, including Mario Maker, until it's uh, ported over. But I really had a great time with this console. I'm looking forward to having the gamepad removable from the house. What about you, Barry? I'm kind of sad to see it go. Uh, you know, at the same time, I'm excited for what's coming up. Uh, you know, there were several years there that I played the Wii more than the PS4 and the Xbox One, the 360 and the PS3 combined, uh, just because those little presence of games are just so good. And and like Steve said, you know, the best of several series are on there. Although I will think Mario Kart 8 Deluxe would be better just because of battle mode. Um, but, you know, so many great versions of of just classic franchises and some new ones with Wonderful 101 and Captain Toad and Splatoon that were just phenomenal, fun games. Um, I will not miss Nintendo's stubbornness to change. I am thankful we didn't have an Operation Rainfall this year, although getting Fatal Frame only digitally still pisses me off, and the fact that they refuse letting limited-run games actually make a physical copy of the game also pisses me off because why not let us have the damn game physically uh, like every other region. Uh, I will say that the Wii U was a shining example of Nintendo not being in touch with their consumer in the retail space. They made some huge blunders. And this might be not Nintendo specifically, but Nintendo of America. Nintendo of America gets a giant F this entire generation between not giving us a Bayonetta uh, limited edition like Europe got to giving us Hyrule Warriors and Mario Kart 8 limited editions, limited to 500 copies, only sold in Nintendo New York uh, for the entire continent of North America is asinine and just really stupid. Um, But, yeah, outside of that, Nintendo of America's incompetence with with being in touch with their retail exclusives or with their retailer and the, the, the people who do purchase games at retail, uh, I will miss those great games, and I do hope they continue. Uh, they better continue, because otherwise Nintendo's in trouble. Uh, get the third party on board. <laughs> you know, that that's the thing. They also need third party, and they need to learn. If they don't learn from their mistakes, Nintendo's in trouble. But they they can't go much lower. That's the good news, right? They can't get much lower than 13 million units in this day and age. I mean, you could go to 11 or 12, but you really can't go much lower. Let's, uh, let's not jinx things, because you never know what Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, hopefully. Um, Steve in the chat, uh, Steve Desmarais, Desmarais, I don't know how you pronounce it. Sorry, Steve. Uh, we had great games, and that's all that really drove it home for me, at least. Um, so that was... Um, Mike, final thoughts, still not finished games for it. We haven't even gotten the Bayonetta Amiibo yet. That is true. But, you know, I guess Amiibo are carrying over onto uh, the Switch. So um, we'll see uh, see with that. So with that being said, 
Gonna be, I'm gonna cry. No, I'm, hey, I'm I'm crying out of excitement for the next system. <laughs> Sorry, we <Wii> you. <laughs> I'm imagining Mario like you know just taking off his hat and just like you know like sitting down old fat and everything. We should have a moment. <laughs> oh man. Hey, remember when we used to uh, actually sing songs or hum them at the beginning? We should just do that instead. You know, I went back and re-listened to, like, random old episodes. I was like, what did we do oh. sometimes? Oh, it, was just, it, was, it was interesting. <laughs> if you guys ever want uh, either a good laugh or a good cringe or both, uh, you can go back and listen to our older episodes on iTunes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, you know, we, we've talked through multiple new console launches. Um and given our experiences, and now time for another one with uh, with Nintendo Switch. Um, so Greg and I have gotten the chance to to try out the Nintendo Switch in a couple games I've I've gotten to in DC and, and Greg in Chicago. Um, and uh, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> Every time you say Switch. Oh, oh, you're playing the sound. Gotcha. There you go. Yeah. I, I yeah. gotta put, I gotta put in a little graphic here. There, I got the yeah. this and a little pin and stuff. Yeah, right. I got this. Yeah, right. We need a soundboard or something. Like, <laughs> um, we we do. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. to juggle like all this stuff at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The um, so I think what we're gonna do, because uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, um, so we're gonna kind of keep it keep it brief. And the switch is coming very soon, anyways. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna give. I think uh, we'll start with Greg and then myself. Just some brief thoughts on on our experience playing it, um, and then Greg uh, will have a post up on Nintendo Fuse with his full thoughts, and I have a vlog uh, and some footage that's up as well. Um, and then if there's any specific questions or anything that Barry, Steve, either of you want to know, and then we'll kind of wrap things up. So we'll start with. Uh, Greg, on, on your Switch experience. I have to say it was definitely very enjoyable. Um, Sorry, I was delayed on that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, one of my favorite pieces was actually the new Switch Pro Controller. I thought that handled really well. I did really like playing it with uh, Splatoon 2, Legend of Zelda, and games like that, like the more sit down and play it with the TV type experience. Um, the Joy-Cons were kind of the opposite. I didn't. I thought it didn't really fit very well to hold it sideways for a lot of those type of games. I don't know if it just my hands were didn't really contour the shape of it very well, or if it was just too small. I don't really know why. Um, at least the motion part of it was pretty cool. I did like arms, even though I was getting my wife was feeding me hands down very quickly in arms, but. Overall, the controllers are really nice overall, at least for, yeah. The system itself, it, it felt kind of heavy, but I think it was because of the tether that they attached it to, so you, you wouldn't walk out of the store with it, <laughs> walk out of the event. Um, yeah, everything looked very gorgeous, especially Zelda. Splatoon 2 was really nice. Yeah, that's, I mean, 
yeah, I mean, there's I played most of the games they offered, so I should be able to have any comments or handle any questions I can for just about most of the ones they showed. Cool. Um, the, uh, and if there's anybody... <laughs> Oh, uh, it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> if there's anybody in the chat that also wants to know anything specifically, you can kind of let us know. Um, for me, the uh, the system itself, um, really comfortable to, to hold. It's very light and, and, and thin um, and uh, really nice. I love the satisfying click that you get when you get the Joy-Cons in. It's not the same sound. Not this? <laughs> no, 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 almost, almost. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but it's still, you do get a satisfying click though, which is, which is nice. Um, the Joy-Cons, I actually surprisingly were more comfortable than I thought they would be. Um, uh, like they do, they are kind of tiny, but in your hands, you really don't, at least I didn't really notice it except in the case of like what Greg said when it's sideways. However, um, cause I played, uh, Mario Kart with the Joy-Con sideways and it was a little difficult, but then when you attach the little uh, wrist strap thing and the, you get the bigger buttons, like with snipper clips, I think I did with that, it was more manageable. Um, so I actually didn't, didn't mind that too much. Um, so just make sure you use the wrist strap to kind of get the bigger buttons and stuff there. Um, I played a bunch of the different games and, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, just, just a lot of fun. Got to try the, the Joy-Con grip, the Pro Controller, all of those different uh, configurations as well. Um, the Zelda demo kind of sucked, to be honest, because it was mostly cutscenes, so it didn't really even get to play much. Uh, but what I think minutes. of the playing was fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like 20 minutes, and it's like Auto 13 minutes of cutscenes, probably. Like, so it's just kind of, you know. And is it, it's stuff um, we've already seen before, I'm assuming. I think yeah, it was like a E3 Link, demo, is what people it like, said. I, it was like Link waking up from the thing, and then you obviously have the intro with the tower being expanded, so it's like. A lot of it is just stuff that yeah. has probably been shown because it's the beginning of the game. It's like the first 20 minutes of the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, those are kind of the, the brief uh, brief impressions. Um, is there any specific games or specific things um, that anyone would like to know about? Or? I actually went, I mean, I you guys said that the, the pro controller was, was nice and everything. And I maybe sure maybe I love the the Wii U Pro controller more than you guys did. Um, but in your comparison of the two, I mean, obviously the the new one has more features because it's got the motion and everything else built into it. Um, but as, as far as it feels, I guess first, did you like the Wii U one, and and how did it feel in comparison to that? Like in, in terms of comfort. Well, I haven't used the Wii U one a lot. I had bought one here when it came out, but I probably used it less than a couple hours total. Um, to me, like the Switch one felt more comfortable to me, but that's based on a vague memory I have of last using the Wii U Pro Controller. Yeah. I feel like I haven't used the Switch Pro Controller enough to really compare, but I will say that it felt comfortable. And I do remember, because I played Splatoon 2, on the the uh, the system itself and kind of picking it up with the Joy-Cons attached and so you're kind of tilting the system and doing that. And that was fine. But then I remember playing Splatoon 2 again with the Pro Controller and I like that better. Um, I do specifically remember kind of walking away like, okay, like this is kind of how I kind of enjoy playing the game. Um, and it felt comfortable. So, you know, that's kind of the, 
Yeah, the Bosch controls on Splatoon 2 are spot on with the Pro Controller. It's the one I played. I didn't do the Joy-Con line. Yeah, totally. Um, I will say that, uh, like, some of the games, like 1-2-Switch, like, I thought would be, um, like, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, but I still don't think I'm going to get it because it's, I don't think I would be able to have scenarios where I'd play it much um, with other people, I guess. So, um, so it is, it is a fun, entertaining game, uh, at least a little bits of it, especially when you're with friends, like it just kind of, that environment, just, uh, that party environment kind of makes it fun, but, um, otherwise, uh, it's a lot more about eye contact with your friends than looking at the screen. Oh, I had a question about that actually, because I know a lot, they, you played it on the TV. Did either of you guys play one, two switch just on the system itself, like in tabletop mode? They didn't offer that one. I just had the TV, but I imagine it works just the same. Yeah, I was I was curious about the the volume. Like, if you need to hear what's going on, if the speakers in on the system itself are loud enough to hear, because they they showed it off in different like playing that game in like different kind of settings that seem like they would be loud environments. And I'm like, if you have to hear that thing, those speakers must be really loud then, or or maybe I'm misunderstanding how you play, and maybe you actually don't need to hear them at all. Um, I think only that quick draw game you would need to hear something because it actually says, like, fire, so then you actually need to be paying attention and draw up your gun. So in yeah. that regard, you would need to hear it. I don't know how well it works in tabletop mode. They only had it set up with the TV in both booths. So at, at mine, that... they, they did take it out of, of TV mode a couple times. Um just randomly and kind of set it down in tabletop mode. But they did it a lot when we were doing like ball count and stuff, and there's not really much sounds with it, so I didn't pay attention. I don't, there was never a time where I couldn't hear anything, but I don't remember specifically if it was in TV mode or tabletop mode or anything at those times. When we did quick draw and that kind of stuff, it was in TV mode. Um, so could definitely hear that. But Did they say anything about one two switch having a single player, or is it only two player games? So I didn't say anything at the event, but I did read online some stuff about there's, I think they said team battle stuff. And I I think I thought I read somewhere about some kind of a single player thing, but I could be wrong. I know they said there's team battle. Um, And I forget there's another mode or something. I can't remember. There's there's something where you like go through like a, a board game kind of sort of thing. And it like rolls and jumps around the different, to tell you what games you're gonna play next or something. I saw that. Yeah. Hmm. No, they didn't really have that. They only had the three games on, so I had a chance to play. So I don't. I would imagine you could still play stuff solo against like an AI, but I don't know how that would be judged, especially on like the draw game. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably the, the biggest downfall of that game as of right now at the price because I actually would like to pick it up. It seems like something that I think a lot of people would, would have fun with, especially the same people that had fun with, um, with Nintendo land and stuff, but I, it's $50. I'm wondering if the main reason they, they cost that much is because all the, the video work that they put in. So every one of those games has a, a video intro, doesn't it? And like that could have cost quite a bit to get all that done and do it in high quality. 
I mean, the it was like a ball game that used like the HD Rumble thing, so that was kind of interesting there too. So it did use like the, the new features of the console. Hmm. Um, I guess is there any surprise like uh, the one two switch? You were a little surprised about that, but any other game that you tried that you were maybe you went in going eh whatever, and then after you played it, you were like, wow, I'm actually a lot more interested in this game than I than I thought I'd be. I actually had that opinion about ARMS. <laughs> when we first announced it, I was like, eh, I don't know, this looks kind of stupid. And then after playing it, like, wow, they actually there's some level of depth to this with the characters and the punch and glove combinations and all the different controls on how you can, like, do actual hooks and use specials and everything like that. I mean, it's kind of a deeper fighting game than I was thinking. Yeah, same, actually. I, I, I was kind of curious about ARMS. And I came away from it, like, really excited about it. Um, like, it felt really nice, the little bits of, like, rumble that you could feel when you're doing it. And, and like Greg said, there's a lot of ways to customize your characters and the different arms you use. And I, I went back a couple times. There's, like, one time towards the end where, like, there was a Nintendo rep there. And he's like, you know how to play? And I'm like, I've been playing it a little bit. He's like, all right, I challenge you. And he's, like, you know, all, all like, hockey and stuff. And I get out there and I, like, destroyed him in the game. And it was great. Yeah, I was like hoping because the first day that I went, they had a. Um, I was too busy like filming and stuff, so I didn't go to it. But they brought some people up on stage and competed in Arms. Um, the next day they didn't. They picked different games to compete in. But I was I kept waiting. I was like, are they going to compete in Arms? I want to go up there and and do it. It was um, it was a lot of fun. I'm actually really excited about that game. Well, yeah, Arms is one of those things that when it was shown off, I was like, this looks like fun. But when the Treehouse happened, I'm like, I want this game. Like this game looks. Like a ton of fun. Yeah. What what games were so? Hudson, did your sister went right as well? Yeah. And then Greg, did, was your wife with you? Yeah. Yep. So what games were they particularly excited about after trying them all out? My wife would tell you she really liked the Poyo Poyo Tetris. <laughs> They're a big kind of Tetris fans, so she had fun playing that one. She had a lot of interest to see Sonic, but Sonic Mania, but it wasn't anything real unique. It was just a virtual console game of the the first one. Um, she actually really liked Arms because she was killing me in it. <laughs> <laughs> and surprisingly, she actually did. Not to kill me. And she was uh, also pretty. Uh, pleasantly surprised about Splatoon too. She wasn't expecting to play it, and then she's like, "Oh wait, I'll play." And then. Yeah. Kind of like my wife one. loved Splatoon One. Like she really liked it. So I'm I'm assuming you know she'll play a lot of Splatoon Two as well. <laughs> nice. Yeah. For me, uh, my sister didn't like Splatoon. The she barely played it, but she just didn't like it and just didn't want to try it again. She played Splatoon Two, but she didn't you know say much about it. I think Mario Kart, which she's played tons of Mario Kart, um, so she loved that. Um, but then also Arms, she enjoyed as well. So. Um, those are definitely snipper clips. Oh, one she did not like <laughs> because it was just challenging really? a little bit. I mean, it was it was kind of fun, but like I feel like it's just the type of game we just suck at, and so like it was interesting, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she just she just thought it was too challenging for her. That's right. We did yeah. really like snipper clips too. She you guys that one working together. Yeah, we had trouble yeah. figuring out the one of those final puzzles, and the time was up, and we just figured it out. And I was like, oh man. But, um, yeah, that was, yeah, I think it was, uh, that was about it. She's not really yeah, into actually Mario Kart. 
Yeah, other than um, like the other games we talked about, really, I, I'm I'm shocked that I'm so excited about Superclips because the more that I think about it, I was like, this could be a really fun cooperative puzzle game. Like, I'm actually really looking forward to to playing that with my wife, and and be able to play it anywhere because that's one of the games like that's not going to be a split screen, so it's not going to be like a tiny little thing. You know, trying to play Mario Kart on the same screen is going to be maybe tough at times, but but Snipperclips, you know, you're on the same screen, so you could easily, you know, while we're traveling on the plane, you know, we could set it up and, you know, we could play together or something. Yeah, and she actually yeah. really actually did, like, one to switch but she doesn't think it's it should be a pack-in title. It should have been. I agree. I think uh, part, I'm just thinking this, that when they continue their, their process that we, we think we know, but they're not been clear on, um, their whole strategy about rolling it out, you know, this year, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, like, near Black Friday or right before the holidays, they they pack in one two switch as a as a special, you know, thing. Will it will it be the same price as what we're paying? I don't know. Maybe they'll add like twenty bucks to it or something like that. You know, make it maybe uh, you know three nineteen three twenty nine or something like that, and and you get it packed in. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it packed in later in this year. Actually I wouldn't be surprised with the one two switch and Mario Kart eight bundle. The two games. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really easy to sell systems that way. Yeah, you make it like three forty nine or something like that and pack in both. And the little wheel or something too with it, the wheels or something for the joy. Yeah, the little wheel. Yeah. And those are actually kinda it's actually not bad using the wheel. I feel like I'm it's never... so small though. It's like you like just grip it in one <laughs> hand and just do this. <laughs> yeah. No, it was actually it's not not too bad. I got to use it with uh, battle mode, which was fun, and I'm so happy it's back in Mario Kart. Oh my gosh, cannot wait. So. Yeah. Now, did they say anything about Mario Kart 8 battle mode? Did they did they say that the Wii U version of the battle mode would still be there? Because I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I kind of would hate to see it actually cut when the feature already exists, the coding already exists, have it as an other option, just in case you're like, hey, let's do something different. Let's even let's see how bad it is, but let's just try it out. Like, to have that option is good. I think it's I really to play around bad. with. Yeah, I didn't play battle mode. I only got to play, like, the Yoshi's circuit or whatever, and that was it. <laughs> it was like yeah, I mean, the out. demo... The demo is just the Splatoon battle mode level. Well, and then it was like random each time, so the Splatoon level. And then I think I also either tried or, or I watched somebody play a different level. It wasn't Luigi's Mansion. It was. It felt just generic. I don't, it must have been from something probably, or maybe not. I don't know. But um, I think I have some footage. I think some of the gameplay footage I recorded is of that level too. Um, but it wasn't from Wii U from what I remember. <laughs> Um, and it was the Babom Blast like battle mode, and oh, and and the balloon battle as well. So those are the two modes that they had. Yeah. Yeah, I I understand them doing the Super uh, NES uh, battle mode level, which makes sense. And Luigi's Mansion is cool, and the Splatoon levels are awesome. I'm still shocked that they omitted Block Fort from 64, because I think that was the defining one from 64. And and why not? I mean, that was such a great level. It was, or even the the new one, 
that was kind of like Black Fort. I forget what the name it was, but it was was it in Mario Kart Wii or Seven maybe, whichever one it was. Like there was a new version that was similar to it. Um, that would have been cool. And and maybe it's still coming. I don't know. They just haven't said anything. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe DLC. Deluxe Deluxe. Deluxe squared. Um, so yeah, I mean that's basically that's basically it. So um, uh, on the Nintendo Fuse YouTube channel, there is um, a bunch of footage of some of the games that I that I recorded and interviewed with one of the Nintendo reps and some stuff there you can check out. Um, Greg will have some thoughts on NintendoFuse.com that you can go read as well. So definitely check out those impressions and get hyped up and get ready for Nintendo Switch. We are just days away now, super close. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and and spoiler alert, that's like the from we saw when the the stolen Switch. When you boot up the Switch, it does it does the switching thing. Like yes, awesome. I'm so happy about yeah. that. I saw that. I, was I like, know. Yeah. We had we had talked about like how they they I hope they did it and I was really excited to see that they did. <laughs> yeah, it's cool because it does it and then the two little Joy-Con pieces kind of move away to the sides almost as if they're going to where the Joy Cons are, which is kind of a neat little touch. So that, like, that Nintendo touch to the system. So no, that, so that really, yeah. Oh yeah, Nintendo <laughs> touch is the DS is you know model you know touch. That's right. That's right. This is the uh, the switch and play as as they're they're kind of doing. <laughs> so, so yeah. So that's that pretty much uh, wraps things up. Um, so stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com for all the um, all the latest there, um, and we will have plenty of uh, Nintendo Switch coverage coming up uh, on the site as well. And I'm sure we'll probably do a podcast. I think the week after the switch launches or something so we can kind of all talk about it or pretty soon after the switch launches we'll kind of give you guys an exact date as time comes up so stay tuned to our social media for details on that um so we're excited about it new console it's it's a good time to be a nintendo fan so definitely definitely excited so thank you all for for joining to everybody that joined in the chat as well uh thank you and uh we'll see you on the other side all right we'll switch yeah Oh, then. There we go.